Chapter Three of Grace Harlowe's Plebe Year at High School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine Blashford. Grace Harlowe's Plebe Year at High School by Jesse Graham Flower. Chapter Three. Mrs. Gray engages a secretary. Grace and her two friends, Jessica and Nora, were also invited to Mrs. Gray's luncheon the next day after church. Grace had often taken meals in the beautiful house on Chapel Hill, but the other girls had never been privileged to do more than sit in the large, shady parlours while their mothers paid an afternoon call. It was with some excitement, therefore, that the three girls met in front of the Catholic Church, of which Nora was a member, and strolled up the broad street together. As they passed the little Episcopal Chapel, which had given the hill its name, Anne Pearson joined them. She looked grave and excited, and there was a feverish glow in her eyes. "'Anne, my child,' exclaimed Grace, who always seemed much older than the others. "'How late do you study at night? I believe you are working too hard. You look tired out.' "'I'm not tired,' replied Anne. "'I don't mind studying. Only so much has happened in the last few days, and now we're going to luncheon with Mrs. Gray. I've seen her house. It's very beautiful from the outside, more beautiful than the Nesbits, I think, because it's older and there is such a pretty garden at the side.' "'Anne,' said Jessica, we're counting on you to win the prize. There is no reason why a rich girl like Miriam Nesbit should get it. She doesn't need the money in the first place, and in the second, she's already had enough glory to turn her head. Being beaten won't hurt her at all. I would rather win it, answered Anne with passionate fervour, than almost anything in the world. And think of the big prize of a hundred dollars. If I could win that. Words failed to express her enthusiasm, and she paused and clasped her hands. "'Oh, well, we won't expect that of you,' replied Grace. "'Nobody could be expected to pass a perfect examination. "'That's an impossible achievement.' "'I shall try, anyway,' said Anne in a low voice. "'Just then they were joined by a young man of about eighteen "'who lifted his hat politely to them. "'May I walk with you?' he asked of Grace. "'You seem to be going my way this morning.' "'Certainly, David, we are going your way. "'We are lunching with your next-door neighbour, Mrs. Gray. "'But you must let me introduce you to Miss Pearson. "'Anne, this is Mr. Nesbit, Miriam's brother.' Anne flushed at the mention of Miriam's name and bowed distantly to the newcomer, who was a junior at the high school and quite grown up to the young freshman. David Nesbit, like his sister, was tall, dark and handsome, but unlike her he was quiet and unassuming. He too stood at the head of his classes, but he was not athletic as Miriam was, and spent most of his time in the school laboratory, experimenting, or working at home on engines and machinery of his own contriving. However, there was nothing snobbish in David's attitude. He greeted Anne as cordially as he had the others. "'We never see you now, David,' continued Grace. "'You are always so busy with your inventions and contrivances. What is the latest? A flying machine?' "'You guessed right the very first time,' replied David. "'It is just that.' "'Really?' laughed the girls incredulously, while Anne's eyes grew large with interest. "'Shall you fly around Oakdale in it?' asked Jessica." "'Oh, we are not building big ones yet,' answered David. "'These are little fellows. Models, you know. The big ones may come later. Six of the junior and senior fellows have been working on them all summer. We started it in the manual training course. After we had learned to hammer things out of silver and do wood carving and a few other little useful accomplishments, I suggested a flying machine to Professor Blitz, and he fell to it like a ripe peach. It was too late to do anything last spring except talk, however, but we are almost ready now after our labours this summer.' "'Ready for what?' demanded Grace, "'if you are not going to fly yourselves. "'For our exhibition. "'Why don't you come and see it at the gym next Friday night?' "'We can't. "'We aren't invited,' answered Nora, "'tossing back her saucy little curls. "'I'll invite you,' said David. 
"'This will admit four young ladies to the high school gym,' he continued, taking out a card and writing on it, "'at 7.30, Thursday evening.' "'Then everybody isn't invited,' demanded Jessica. "'No, not everybody,' replied David. "'Just a chosen few. "'And you must be sure to come too, Miss Pearson,' he added, "'turning to Anne, who all this time had been silently listening to the conversation. "'I should love to,' she answered, giving him a grateful glance. "'I'll leave you here,' said David, "'turning in at a gravel driveway that led to the Nesbit House, "'a very large and ornate building standing far back from the street "'in the midst of a well-kept lawn.' "'I wish Miriam would take a few lessons in manners from her brother,' murmured Grace, when they were out of hearing distance. "'He is certainly one of the nicest boys in high school,' said Jessica. "'If he only played football,' said Grace with a sigh. "'And danced,' added Nora. "'I don't know how to dance, nor did I ever see a game of football,' said Anne. "'Meaning that Mr. David suits you, Miss Anne,' said Grace teasingly. "'It was nice of him to ask me too,' was all Anne said in reply.' "'How do you do, my dears?' said Mrs. Gray a few moments later, when John, the aged butler, ushered the girls into the long, old-fashioned parlour. "'You are most kind to come and cheer up a lonely old woman. I shall expect you to be very gay and tell me all the gossip of the Oakdale High School, the four of you.' "'Luncheon is served, ma'am,' announced John, whereat the sprightly old lady led the way to the dining-room. Over the delicious broiled chicken and other good things, they discussed the affairs of the school, the new teacher in mathematics, Miss Leese, who was so unpopular, the girls' principal, Miss Thompson, beloved by all the pupils, the merits of the freshman basketball team, and a dozen other schoolgirl topics that seemed to delight the ears of Mrs. Gray. "'The truth is,' she said, "'I believe this freshman class is going to be one of the finest Oakdale High School has ever turned out. I have a feeling that I shall be very proud of my new girls, and at Christmas time I mean to do something I have never done before if all goes well.' "'Oh, do tell us what it is, Mrs. Gray,' cried the girls in great excitement. "'I mean to celebrate with the largest Christmas party that's been given in Oakdale for many a long year. Grace, you shall manage it for me, and all of you shall help me decorate the tree and the house. We'll invite the freshman boys and have a real dance with Olsen's band for the music.' "'Oh, oh!' cried the girls ecstatically, even quiet Anne joining in the chorus. "'By the way,' went on Mrs. Gray, "'do you know any girl who would like to come up and read to me twice a week "'and write my notes for me? "'I'm getting to be an old woman. "'My eyesight is growing dim. "'Is there any girl who would like to earn a little pocket money? "'But she must have a sweet, soft voice like Anne's here.' "'Anne would be the very girl herself, Mrs. Gray,' suggested Grace. "'She reads and recites beautifully.' "'You are not sure it would trespass on your time too much, Anne,' observed the wily old lady. "'I don't want to impose on you.' Anne's face fairly radiated with happiness. Could those girls possibly guess how much it meant to her to earn a little money? Five dollars was to her an enormous sum, and perhaps she might earn as much as that in time. "'Might I do it?' she exclaimed, beside herself with joy. Grace turned her face away a moment. She felt almost ashamed of her own comfortable prosperity.' and how like Mrs. Gray it was to do a kind thing in that way, as if Anne would be conferring a favour by accepting the position. "'Indeed you might, my dear, and I feel myself lucky to get the brightest girl in her class, and maybe in Oakdale High School, to come and entertain me twice a week.'" End of chapter 3